Hey, have I talked about my guitar yet? Oh, I have to go back and read what I wrote and like fix it. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. You know how it does. <laughs> because I can't stop when it comes to writing. Hi there, welcome to the Reading Queens podcast and our unscripted, unfiltered, and ranty episode. This might get ranty or it just might get passionate because this is our most favorite topic ever. I don't know. I mean, I, we love talking about books, but this is kind of personal. And if you guys listened to the last episode, you know what it is. But first, I'm Valia. Hello. I'm Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Allison. I'm Kay. And I'm going off script, so they're like, what are you doing? But anyway, um, <laughs> yes, today we are here and we're talking about writing. So I know we've done like a frequently asked questions before and we've done um, our introductions where we talked about writing, but this is more of like a general discussion and we're going to talk and we're going to talk a lot because this is what we do. And yeah. And we're going to so... rant about how awesome we are you will be amazed no you probably won't be amazed but i don't know we'll see yeah no anyway i just love and this is the first time this group is together i noticed that too so we've that, that's been happening a lot this season and i'm loving it because it's just so fun for Different like people who've never combinations been on a, yeah. things yes yeah, for sure. So first of all, um, how are you guys? I'm glad Good. you're here. <laughs> okay, have I talked about my guitar yet? Because I am in love with it. <laughs> I don't think, not officially. I don't think you haven't talked about it officially. I don't officially. think I have. Because I, I remember, I think I mentioned that I wanted one. But it's on yes. my Insta. I got a guitar for my birthday and I'm in love. I love it so much. And I can already play two chords. So Yay. <laughs> we're making progress. Nice. It's a really beautiful guitar. I love looking at it. Me too. <laughs> I love looking she at it. She showed us pictures. It's very nice. She'll post a picture on our Instagram too. So yes, you guys can see I will. It. Yeah. Um, because we're talking about writing. Writing is my job. And it used to be my hobby. And I needed something. I would just get stuck. And I needed a hobby. And so that's what I'm going to do is play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's funny, too, because you were just talking about it, too. And then now you have yes, a guitar. Yes. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, I just had a birthday. So, and that's what I asked for my birthday for that's my true. husband. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have had a bit of a frustrating week because this week was supposed to be a big writing week for me. And I kind of planned to, to write at the weekend. But my son got sick and Aww. we were at my in-laws. And, yeah, I basically have done no writing. So... That's a bit of a bummer, but obviously looking after him comes first and he's feeling better now or a little bit better. So hopefully, hopefully he'll continue to get better and maybe I'll get some writing done this week. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like November has been this really frustrating month for me because I plan to do tons of writing and like I kind of, you know, when you plan your life to so to facilitate that basically. So because like I work and I have my son and everything. Like if I want to find any time for writing, I have to kind of fit it in around the edges. And I, I tried to do that and set aside like quite a few weekends where my husband would look after my son and I'd just write. And for one reason or another, I've only actually had one of those weekends. So <laughs> oh, but that's, that's always life. hard. It's, hard. It's, it's the season of life. 
Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's definitely one of the most frustrating things I'm finding about writing at the moment is just not having that time. Well, and I'm sure mm-hmm. it's not going to improve with December coming. It feels like December is always a s- yeah. very busy month. <laughs> so, yeah. But at least you're trying. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, hey, getting like 700 words down, you know, like that in that kind of a setting is like it incredible. Is. So anything like that is really it's just progress in the right direction, which we'll talk about that mm-hmm. too. <laughs> the progress in the right direction. Kay, do you have anything to share? I, no, I, my life is normal. <laughs> I never know what to say, okay? I know. And I always have to call you out in it because I just think it's funny. If you're wondering what my life is like, it's just normal. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine because we're going to talk about writing now and that's part of your life that we can it talk is, about. Indeed, so yes. it's great. Um, let's just get started with like the general question that everybody always asks and it's how you how do you get started like I don't know if it's a career but just like in general how do you how do you start writing right so um and how long does it take you to write a book let's just let's just start there okay I have (laughs) be prepared for my answer (laughs) on this one guys it's a big one uh okay so there's a quote, I think, by Neil Gaiman. I'm not sure, and I'm not quoting it exactly, so sorry. I don't remember the quote. This is how I always say it in my head. Okay. The way that you do it is you just have to do it. And it's, like, so frustrating that it's that simple but that hard. Well, you know that's it. That is so yeah. easy but so hard. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I mean... I think it's also a matter of, you know, it's it's never a question of whether you can. Everybody can if they really want to. It's I think it's more a matter mm-hmm. of priorities, you know, that it's like maybe at certain priorities in your life, taking care of your sick baby is more important, right? That's right. That's important. Those things those things are important too. And maybe at other times the creativity is just flowing and you're just like, yes, I'm ready. This is it. This is the time. And um I think it's important to not look at it as, can I write a book? But more, will I write a book? And, or when will I write a book? When will this be the highest priority? You know, those kind of questions. Because you can. Everybody can write a book if they want to. But, yeah, the way, (laughs) how you do it, it's just a matter of just doing it, I guess. It's true. That is really funny because that's always any anybody ever like asks me this question. I'm like, just do it. And they're just like, but I'm not like trained or I don't have the time. And I was like, well, that's your problem is you don't have the time. Like, that's literally the only thing. Like, if you really wanted to, you would sit down and figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. that's how we all started. We sat down and we figured it out. Well, and they you they know? say they're not trained. None of us were trained in the beginning. We just sat down and did it. And our first yeah. how many words were not good but as we practice still most of mine as we practice oh don't say that that. (laughs) no but I'm saying like yeah but let's also have like an editor and feedback from people because well and that's that's true your first draft no matter how talented you are your first draft doesn't have to be clean your first draft can still be terrible if you even if you're a seasoned writer (laughs) that's a good point that is but what what I mean is like your first draft of your first book is gonna need a lot Mm -hmm probably a lot of work my first book 
I think I edited it at like 12 times and it's still not published because it's still not good. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like even a book, like there's this book that I love, right? I wrote it. Has it been, oh man, has it been like three or four years now? I think yes. I wrote I, it I and kidding. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. no, but I love it and I want to publish it and I want to like whatever. But every single time I open it to look at it, I'm like, this is utter crap. And this is after me being in like the writing world for like seven or eight years, you know? And I still now, so many years later, I'm like, no, like I can do better if I write it now. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole thing. Like you always get better. Like even books I've published, you know, last year, I'm like, mm, could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my first book. Uh, well, I don't actually know if I do. I guess I have like an old Word document of it somewhere. And it's terrible because like I didn't plot or anything. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I just kind of rambled on and on and on for about 130,000 words, which will surprise none of you because <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to writing. And I, I still really love the concept of that book. But I think if I was mm-hmm. ever to go back to it, I would literally need to take, you know, that like, two-line concept and completely start again (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know I think that is something really important to acknowledge that at least most writers that I know over 90% I would say their first book is not good (laughs) okay like we just we all know it and most people don't publish the first book they've ever written and it's I think that can be discouraging for some writers because they think like it's so hard for me to write this book how am I supposed to write the next book you know right and I don't know I mean yeah I guess I guess if you look at it like that it can be discouraging my first book that I wrote it took me six years to write it and it's also not published because it's still not that great you know (laughs) but the thing is at, at those times in my life writing was not my highest priority it was just something fun that I was doing that I really enjoyed and I was still Mm -hmm. practicing my skill I was still improving and at the time in my life when I was ready to make it a career it it was different you know I was able to give more time to it so yeah I think it's just a matter of priorities and don't don't worry about your skill it'll get there you know right yeah and that answers the second part, too, is, like, how long does it take you to write a book? Like, that depends on every single book, I feel like. And the more you write, mm-hmm. the more it just it varies, really. Well, and it also depends you know. on, are you talking about the first draft? Because, you know, can you write a first draft in a month? Yeah, a lot of people do that for NaNoWriMo, right? For November, mm-hmm. the month of November, a lot of people will write a whole book. But then how long does it take you to clean it up enough to get it published you know that that takes more time too you know yeah exactly um so let's talk about publishing for a second joanna did you have something well i I was just gonna say it depend it depends on your process too because for me Mm -hmm. i know for a lot of writers that first draft i think this is how it is for allison your first draft is a lot easier than the editing part i know clary talked about this last week but for me it's the opposite the, I love the drafting, but it's a lot harder for me. It's the going back and editing it and making it better that comes easier. And so the editing doesn't take mm-hmm. me as long as the drafting does. But I know that's the opposite for other people. Right. Yeah. For me, it's, it's all the opposite hard. for me. Every part. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Valya? I said it's the opposite for me. I'm like, I can bust a book out really fast, but then the editing, I'm like, oh, I have to go back and read what I wrote and like fix it. <laughs> 
this is the worst i'm always like it'll get easier after this one part and then i get past that and i'm like no this is the hardest thing i've ever done ever it'll get easier once i get past this this part and then it's like no yeah i'm with uk i think i always find the bit i'm in really hard yeah. <laughs> we're really encouraging I here for the people who want to write i think i do draft faster than i revise but Okay. I don't know that I would say it's easier. No. So yeah. kind of linked to that then, which part of the process do you enjoy the most? Hey, because you like find all of your heart. Oh yeah. The part I love the most is when I get my book back from my last editor and I just have to read it basically. <laughs> the final, final, final. Yeah, actually through. it's funny because someone was asking me like what do you like about writing or whatever and I'm like uh I like reading the book after it's done being written <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's really funny because I don't like I love my story but I don't like reading it I don't like reading myself like telling it I don't know if that makes sense like once it's done I'm like I don't want to read this again you're like this is like, your problem now I, I, reader I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm done I've done my part <laughs> yeah it's funny like no matter how much like the scarlet rose like i freaking love that book so hard and still i had to like go back and look at some passages that i want to pull out and i'm like Ugh, i don't want to read this <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how much i love that it is it's so, so weird. funny how people are different that's hilarious i will sometimes go back i have to be careful if i do this because i'm a perfectionist so but i'll sometimes go back and read books that i wrote like two or three years ago and that's like mm. ah it's just like fun to just be like this is such a beautiful beautiful story that's probably really conceited that i'm admitting this <laughs> you fall in love with the characters and the yeah, story like i get yeah. that <laughs> be proud of what you've written yeah. yeah that's funny i do not go back to and read more stuff although i do have to say that the other day like i mean it was like a month ago probably now but i had to go back and go over some information that I had in Skaska, the last book in the Skaska trilogy for like the pr preparation for my next uh, fairy tale retelling. And I read some passages in there and I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote this. Okay. Like <laughs> I was like proud of myself and I did not remember that I wrote any of that. I was like, this is a fever dream. <laughs> that is such a good feeling though when you get that. I love that. Yeah. That's kind of what makes it worthwhile, right? Mm -hmm. Like the hard yeah. work. It really does. I mean, after everything that we're saying, like, for me personally, at least, writing is still super rewarding. Like, all the work and everything that goes into it, like, I can't imagine not doing it. Like, I have terrible dreams when I don't do it. Like, the only time I have nightmares is if I'm not writing. Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's like part of who I am. So, I don't know. I can't same. imagine. I don't know if that's the same for no, you guys. No, it's the same. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I have nightmares, but I've noticed that I'm a happier person in general. I'm a better yeah. friend. I'm a better mom I'm a better wife when I've had time to write I'm also the same but I don't know if it's because of the writing itself or because I hate that I'm not doing it if you know yes. what I mean so in mm -hmm. terms of like I'm a real kind of achiever and like okay I'm a bit of a perfectionist so like the feeling that I'm not doing something and making progress and not able to do it for whatever reason I find super frustrating and I love kind of different elements of the writing process but I mean the ma the main time I love it is when I'm drafting and I'm in the flow you know that like flow state mm -hmm. you get but that mm -hmm. happens so rarely for me like 
if I could get into it faster, that would be amazing. But it's quite rare that that happens. But those moments, but even though it's rare, it's those moments that are like, oh yes, this is why. <laughs> this is why I <laughs> but do then, this. <laughs> but then I also love that feeling of like the feeling of accomplishment of having written the book and kind of feeling proud of it and having it ready to publish. Um, so I definitely have like an achiever side there. No, that's that's totally understandable too. Um, let's talk about uh, publishing for just a second. We're not going to like super dive into the whole topic, but um, like, first of all, how do you know when your book is ready to be published? Right. And then the second part to that is like traditional versus, versus self-published. So we're not like going to dive into which one is better or which yeah, one is whatever. Yeah, like four podcasts yeah. worth yeah, exactly. or like a year's worth of podcasts worth. <laughs> yeah, we can do a whole series on just traditional versus self-published. Uh, but I just wanted like a general, like once you are ready to self or once you're ready to publish, like, um, you know, the self-publishing process versus the traditional one, like which one why why is, was the one that you picked like works for you i guess we're just gonna do that fast fast <laughs> um i like to have control of my schedule and my cover and mm-hmm. yeah, we're yeah. all control control people <laughs> yes. that's what you need to remember <laughs> yeah like control. definitely yeah, that's a good one. I also, I'm going to just mention, I like the fact that I don't have to wait a year or two or mm-hmm. three for my book to be out. Like the outside of the control, like the fast pace, I love even when I'm struggling to keep up with it. <laughs> I still love. And I love like other self-published authors whose series I love that I can just like know that there's going to be books multiple times a year, you know, and like seeing that come about is like really fun for me anyway Allison Kay do you have anything to add to that well when we did the frequently asked questions I feel like we answered this question and I don't remember what I said so sorry (laughs) if this is the same thing or not I don't know who knows I know I talked about the control having control Mm -hmm. um but I really do it's very interesting to me to have to deal with the business side of things too Mm -hmm. um that's an area that is like really exciting for me to learn about um I love being creative and writing stories but I also really like data and numbers and analytics Mm -hmm. and so it's really fun for me to kind of dive into those things um I I do it's hard having your own business sometimes because you're so emotionally attached to the product. And so it's hard to be objective the way that you need to be in order to make good business decisions. So I think that's something a lot of self-published authors probably struggle with. I, I struggle with that a lot, but um, besides having to remember to keep that distance to make objective decisions, I do really like the business side of things Mm -hmm. too. It's really interesting. You're good at that side too. Mm-hmm. I well, aspire yeah, I mean, to be I try more to be. like Kay knows the business <laughs> I know. Speaking of being too attached to the product, uh, Kay is very good at being like, Valya, stop it. Focus on this. This is your brand. <laughs> Which I, don't I love. Even know what you're talking about when you say that. <laughs> no, we had a whole conversation yes. about like I have I have a tendency oh, I know what you're talking about. to like just do whatever, right? Like I love the business. To follow side. your heart. Yeah. As I'm always telling you to do. I know, but also you're like, but 
if you want to be profitable or if you want to make progress or if you want to do this like this is what you need to do you know yeah and I love that about our group too it's like we do have people who have strength in different you know different aspects of the writing process and world and business and so it's really cool sometimes where somebody kind of calls us out on like okay but and then you're like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah like if I do it this way like that's better and then anyway I just it's like really cool Molly to me is the too. one that boosts us all up and tells us all that we can do it <laughs> that's that's yes. my job our motivator <laughs> yeah that's all I got but it works okay it so we're good <laughs> Yeah. But Alison, what, what were you going to say about self-publishing? Um, so I think when I started out, I just don't think I wanted to go down the traditional publishing route because A, I'm very impatient and B, just the thought of like having to kind of pitch to agent after agent after agent and just go down that whole route. I was like, I just want to kind of get my stories out there and get feedback from readers to see if they like them or not. And then just work on that in terms of sort of improving my craft rather than having this like manuscript or manuscripts or books that just sit on my computer forever and never see the light of day. <laughs> so I think yeah. initially that was why I went in. And then as I kind of learned more about the kind of self-publishing process, I think definitely sort of having that control and being able to decide for myself when the book is ready to put out there um and not have to take so obviously I get feedback from editors and I've learned a lot from editors and a lot from beta readers but at the end of the day it's it's my decision what of those edits I accept right yeah. mm -hmm. and I get the impression that in traditional publishing perhaps I mean obviously it depends on the relationship you have but there might be a particular pressure to perhaps put the story in certain directions which um may not be you know what you really wanted or intended or envisaged it being to begin with um so yeah I think yeah. control is definitely an aspect <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good point to make too about the traditional publishing like that process is very long like outside of just submitting to agents then you work on your book with the agents once you do get accepted and then the agent has to submit the book to publishers and they go and they hold go through a whole process there too and then you revise again with the publishers and I mean I know of people who had to revise their like they had to change genres or subgenres completely when they were like submitting a book when an agent submitted a book to the publisher, the publisher's like, oh, we're not publishing dystopian anymore. Can you make it just like a thriller? And so she had to rewrite the whole thing to make it a thriller. And then they ended up not picking it up anyway. And so it's like, there's so much say outside of what you want to portray, which is, I mean, it works for some people, but it doesn't for others. And I think it's important to point out that like a lot of people have this kind of a stigma against self-publishing they're like oh it's because you couldn't hack it in the traditional world like no, no like Kay said like it's a business mm -hmm. and you make that decision like it's not just like oh I'm just gonna self-publish like when you do it right like it's a decision that changes like everything like you make that decision as like this is gonna be my business this is gonna be my job this is gonna be my career this is like, like okay I'm getting like passionately <laughs> ranty about this <laughs> as you should for the rant episode <laughs> to say that I think there are certain genres and maybe certain books that 
suit traditional publishing maybe more than indie publishing and vice versa yeah so like I do have an idea for a book but I was like "Mm, if I was going to write this it's quite low down my priority list at the moment because business but if I was then I might try and go down the traditional route with it rather than self-publishing it just because of the type of book it is yeah yeah Yeah. and that's like knowing the business Mm -hmm. side right so like when you treat self-publishing as a business then you understand that about it. And then you're not just going to throw whatever out there. You know, I mean, it works for some people. Some people just throw whatever out there and it works, but that doesn't happen very often. And I do <laughs> like... think you learn so much about the, not just the business side, but actually, well, I guess the business side in terms of genre, genre expectations and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and writing a book that readers want to read by immersing yourself in the self-publishing community. Like, I feel like you can learn that a lot faster than you would if you're just Mm -hmm. squilled away writing book after book after book and then sending it off. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. My questions, I mean. (laughs) Those are your questions? I was like, excuse me, I still have any questions. Yeah, we're not done yet, you guys. Hold on. But as we discussed, I'm going at the end. So <laughs> Wait, yeah, a, okay, I have a question. This is okay. kind of going back to the beginning. I want to know why you all wanted to become a writer. Not how you got started, but why. I'll go first. We're like silent. I'll go first while you're thinking about it. Um, Thank you. I was in elementary school and I don't even know what I read, but I didn't like the way the story was going. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want control of this myself. If I become a writer, I control the story. <laughs> control <Yeah>. again. <laughs> I didn't realize I was such a control freak. Oh, cow. It's like therapy, this podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, I knew that I am a very big control freak already. <laughs> Okay, was going into That's it. so great. I love that origin story. Your writer origin story. <laughs> the book ended wrong and I wanted to fix it. I love that. Um, I don't know. I think for me, uh, my mom was a writer. So obviously that was like a really big um, inspiration to me, I should say. She was always writing this book when I was growing up. Never finished, sadly. Um, anyway, so... Uh, my parents are they both passed away when I was 12 so obviously she can't finish it now um anyway but so that was a really big a big part of my life obviously an important part that I liked to remember but also um I don't know I just liked it I never (laughs) thought I would write a book though I don't know I was just always like I'm never gonna write a book that's too long that's what I always thought I would write these short stories and I was like that's good enough I'm good you know (laughs) like I could never write a a long enough story that would actually be an entire book like so boring not boring I (laughs) (laughs) I would read really long books and have no problem with it but writing it I don't know Um, I do remember The Giver, reading The Giver when I was in, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade, and um, it struck me so hard. Like, it was just such a masterfully written book, and I remember being so amazed by it at that age, and um, then reading it again, I had to read it in college for one of my classes and just being like, wow, this is so much deeper than I realized at that age, you know, and just loving that, how many layers there were to it. And, um, 
I, I don't know. There were just certain books that I just really liked and I don't know. I just wanted to do it. Is, yeah, that a good absolutely. Reason? absolutely. Oh. Well, especially that your mom was a writer. You know, I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a family member or anything, so I needed an outside something. Yeah, yeah. My sister, my older sister, is also a very good writer. She was always like so much better than me. Although she's also older, so like you know, the fact that she was better than me was never. It never felt like a competition. It was just like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, she's older. You know, she's, you know, and and um, she. I think now she hasn't written books like I have. You know, she's never actually finished a book. But I still just love her writing style so much. So she was always a really big inspiration to me too. Mm. that is nice yeah I think go Allison and she's gonna write a book someday <laughs> okay. guys it's gonna be and it's gonna be it's amazing you, you guys are all gonna love it yet. have you written that book yet have you written that book yet <laughs> I do I do encourage her gently it's true. I encourage her. just let her listen yes. to the beginning of this podcast and be like just do it <laughs> There's no right time. She does listen to the podcast sometimes. So if you're listening, <laughs> make sure you write that book. <laughs> she, she is actually working on it right now, and I'm very excited. So oh, nice. it's going to be amazing. Oh, that's fun. Allison. Um, so I, don't, I don't know. Like, I always wrote little stories. I think, a bit like, hey, I think I used to read books and love reading books, and I wanted to write something that gave people that pleasure and was that good and that is still kind of my inspiration I think I am a very competitive person which has its good sides and its bad sides but definitely like if I'm feeling a bit like meh about my writing or like do I really want to do this like particularly because it's been so hard over the last year finding the time to write and it's like well maybe I should just like have an easy job (laughs) you know (laughs) and then I write I read like a book I really love and I'm like no no I have to do it I have to write something I have to write something that makes me feel like this (laughs) Um, and yeah and I think I don't know I think growing up it just sounded like the most fun job in the world but I didn't like I did not pursue this as a career initially because I thought it wasn't a career (laughs) so I went down a completely different route and then only came back to it like in my late 20s I guess and and then started like properly writing then and treating it more seriously Bolia, how about you? Um, I was bullied into it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always the say best that. Reason. The best reason. No, um, I was always a reader growing up, and I remember when my mom would have to work like her 24-hour shifts at the hospital. I would hang out with my friend after school and we would literally like walk around and make up stories of like the graffiti that was on the walls and like solve mysteries based on them and stuff I like that. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. I always, I always did mysteries, right? I don't know why it took me so long to get to writing them, but um, so that was like always part of it. And like, I would write those down, you know, afterwards and stuff like that. And so I had a bunch and I used to write a lot of poetry too. That was kind of like my thing growing up. And when we lived in Russia, I never thought that writing could be a career, kind of like Allison said, like, it was not something that I would ever be able to do ever. And I was I was going to be like a doctor or an attorney, like those were my two options if I was going to provide for my mom, basically kind of thing. And when we came to America, and I was in college, 
I spent one night, like one Saturday night, not sleeping at all because I had this whole story, like literally beginning, middle and end that came to me until the next morning. My best friend came over while we were getting ready and I was telling her like the whole thing. And she's like, you have to write it. And I'm like, I can't write it. Like, that's not a thing that I do. And she's like, no, you have to write it. Like, you have to. And I did. I ended up writing it. And oh, I love it. Yay for a boy yeah. to into it. I know. She still bullies me into stuff. It's great. But yeah. And I mean, that book did get published. It did not get treated right. It was picked up by Vanity Press and I knew nothing. And so I listened to some people that, but I love that book for what it was for me. It was a personal journey. It was very much not what I write anymore, but it was like the most self-discovery book ever and like the fact that my friend was like you have to do it and I was like okay fine (laughs) and here we are now so I do say I was bullied into it but like also I feel like I was meant to be bullied into it too so yeah in the best possible way you were bullied into it (laughs) so thanks Amanda (laughs) (laughs) but they are (laughs) okay Okay. Go with the question, Allison. Yes. So, which of your books are you most proud of, and why? Uh, Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) Give everyone else time to think. In her dreams, that is the one I am most proud of. It's my first book. Your first published published book. I think that's part of it. Um, it's my most beloved book too, and I just I, I. I took a long time to write that book. It took a few years, um, but I just feel like I poured so much of me into it. So mm-hmm. that whole series, really, I love that whole series. So that's my answer. Okay. <laughs> I know. Do you notice how the rest of us are quiet? It's because I don't know the answer. That's why I'm not. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Then. I don't know if I know the answer. Yeah, go ahead, Allison. Oh, okay. I'll go first and then it'll give you a bit more time to think. So obviously, because I made up the question, so I did think of an answer. (laughs) So I think the book I'm most proud of is Liberators, which is the fourth and final book in my dystopian series. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. I I think mainly, I think it's my best book, but I think it was also the hardest book for me to write for a couple of reasons. Firstly, so when I started writing this series, it was going to be a trilogy, but because I'm a bit of a pantser, I basically pantsed my way through the first three books and then was like, oh, I have all these story threads and now I have to, <laughs> to bring them together in a coherent, satisfying way. <laughs> and honestly, the thought of that was just so overwhelming because I decided like I had like the end scene, so the end point in my head from the beginning. Oh, no, actually, I changed that as well partway through. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I mean, I had a broad idea how it's going to end, but I had no idea how to get there. So I had to bring everything together. I also had, when I was writing it, I had some really, like, big stuff going on in my life. And I ended up having to take a break in writing. So I started, I probably wrote maybe 40,000 words. And then I stopped to write another book. And then I stopped to deal with, like, a load of life stuff. And trying to get my, I I had probably spent about six months just trying to get my head back into this book 
and figure it out and then I got to the middle or just got a bit past the middle and then I got stuck and then I had to replot everything and rewrite everything and it took me so long and there were so many points along that where I was ready to give up and just call it a day and just think I, I can't do this or I don't want to do this um, but and this is where being you know an achiever is a good thing because I was like, well, I can't. I put out three <laughs> books. I can't not finish the series. I have to. I have to complete it at least. And I wanted to make it like the best book of the series, which I think it is, and my reviews say it is. Um, so I did eventually manage to finish it, but it was it was such a hard book for me to write. And I learned a lot about uh, pantsing and getting your endpoint mm. to begin with, and not just pantsing <laughs> your way through every book. But there you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing that something that was so hard is what you're most proud of. I've, yeah. I've that happened to me too. That a book that I found was so hard to write ended up being. Good. I think part of it is like just the perseverance, isn't it? I mean, I don't so. get me wrong. Like mm -hmm. it's wonderful. Like I haven't really had this happen. But, I, but my books, which have flowed better, they feel a lot less painful, and it's a lot more fun to write them sometimes. But I don't know, I feel like with that book, like I went into a, there was a lot of emotion in there and a lot of kind of dark and deep emotions. And I kind of really sort of went into those um, a lot. And yeah. Which I'm know. sure I feel translated like, on the page. Yeah, I think it did. Um, yeah, and I just thought about everything more. And I think, I mean, I missed the, I'm terrible for missing deadlines, but I missed that deadline so many times, but it was worth it in the end because the book turned out, turned out right. That's, That's cool. cool. That's such a good, okay, such a difficult thing. But yeah, it obviously turned out. Yeah. That's awesome. Volio, what were you gonna say? Oh, um, so I think the easy answer would be the Scarlet Scarlet Rose because I just you know like I love that book so hard and just like a lot of my heart is in it and everything. But if I was like picking the one that I'm most proud of. And the one that I love, I think it would be the third book in the Skoska trilogy because it kind of was the same thing for me. Like that was the book that I worked through a lot of my own issues <laughs> writing it. Like Callista is my least favorite character, like by people. She's my most favorite character because she's most like me. And it was kind of like therapeutic to write her because all of those characteristics like she she got to work through all of those things you know on page and so it was like really just a rewarding experience for me but people like call her an unlikable character when they read that series which always cracks me up and I'm like all right thanks I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea I'm good with that but I that book was just it was so emotional for me and like the couple in that series is so I would say like the biggest dream in my mind because like it's the friends to lovers trope and it's like that forbidden love as well and it's just like magic and also has it was the first time I wrote like that series was the first time I wrote anything Russian and so it was just there was just a lot in it you know and so if I had to like pick a book I would say the third one because that was that was the book that she came into herself and she knew who she finally was and she wasn't afraid to be you know, whatever that she needed to be and whether it was going to be that harsh 
person or whatever like she was just like no like I'm gonna protect my people I'm gonna protect the people that I love and protect my land and like all this stuff and so it was just like an amazing experience writing that book and it was really hard because I had to deal with a lot of like emotional stuff on my end you know so yeah but the Scarlet Rose was the most fun (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I think there's a really big difference between the book that was the most fun to write and the one that you're proudest mm-hmm. of. Because I think the ones that you'd be proudest of are the ones that were not easy or fun yeah, to write. Sure. <laughs> uh, I okay, so my answer, I guess, will be Court of Bitter Thorn. Um, so that's my COVID book, guys. Written in 2020, <laughs> you all know. Yes, <laughs> and um, I actually. I actually got COVID. Um, it was after I wrote the first draft, but it was, um, well, I guess it was like, yeah, I had written the first draft, but I hadn't started revising yet. And I had brain fog really bad when I got COVID last year. And it was, it was pretty rough getting that book into publishing shape. Oh, and, um, And, you know, I was dealing with some other life things, obviously, like, obviously with COVID, I'm sure all of us experienced lots of crazy life things in 2020, you know, and just kind of things that I I know so many people who have the same story where it's just like things that had been okay all of a sudden during COVID, it was like, this is not okay anymore. And it was just like forced you to have to deal with those kinds of things. And anyway, so it was, uh, it was very difficult time and but you know what I was very excited about it about writing Faye and about having this thing I had this plan I was like this is gonna be it for me this is gonna be the best book ever I was so excited about it and so even though I got COVID even though the situation you know life situations were really crazy at that time for everybody right um and even though I had brain fog so bad I was able to publish it and I am really proud of that book. I think it turned out um it turned out to be basically what I wanted it to be and I think that was pretty uh, there was a time when I did not think it was going to be that. So <laughs> anyway, Court of Bitter Thorn. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I love it. Allison, did you, did you have another question or was that I it? I did. We could do it quickly, maybe. I know we're pushed for time. So my other question was, mm-hmm. what's your idea of a perfect writing retreat? And I'm going to go first to give you all time to oh. think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're like, I've already so, thought about this. Yeah. So for mine is, uh, in a cottage by, right by the beach with a view of the sea, a nice warm cottage because I don't like being cold. Lots of tea and snacks mm-hmm. on hands. A nice log fire for the evening, and just being able to write and go for walks. So when I need to like think about things or solve problems and stuff, I I go for walks or go biking or something, do some kind of exercise and fresh air, and that helps me work through. So yeah, basically just doing a mix of that without any of the normal life craziness that invades your brain and takes up all that thought space that you want to use for writing stories (laughs) so that's mine who's next i'll go next my perfect writing retreat would just be with the queens (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i wouldn't necessarily be alone i I don't want to be alone i want to like have people to talk to in the evening i guess (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) I guess it depends also on um, what my goal was. Because if my goal was actually to write, I'm sorry, but I would need nobody (laughs) here. Okay. (laughs) But there's a lot more that you can get out of a writing retreat with people. You know, the networking, the things you can learn, the friendships. You know, I mean, whatever. So... If I was going on a writing retreat, I would already assume that I'm not actually going to get that much accomplished writing advice <laughs> just because of the way my brain works. So at that point, all I care about is the people that I'm with. <laughs> That's so interesting because I, I don't know, I find kind of so I find that I need people to keep me on track otherwise I procrastinate like and I don't want to procrastinate but my brain just goes off Mm -hmm. so the the best times I found when I've I've been most productive is when I've like been with friends writing in a cafe and they're like right we do 45 minutes writing and then we're going to do 15 minutes chatting and we stick like you know you stick to Mm -hmm. it because the problem with the problem is is that with your with friends you know, you can just get chatting and then and then by the time you know it, you've lost like all your writing time. Whereas mm-hmm. if you have timers, <laughs> and yes. it sounds really kind of dictator, dictator, like a well, dictatorial, I can't say, whatever, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, sorry, it is like late in the UK here when we're recording this and I haven't had very much sleep because <laughs> my voice means sick. So yeah, forget what I'm saying. But basically having people there and having like a timer and someone to keep me accountable so I can't get distracted, I find really helpful. So it's so interesting how like we're basically completely the opposite in that. <laughs> yeah. I would be Allison's you accountability totally partner at our well. retreat and she would write and I would just sit there and I don't know, twiddle my do thumbs. Business Look stuff. at do numbers. Business stuff. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers man <laughs> well i i think i'd only have two requirements um in addition to having friends there it needs to be on the beach where it's warm and catered food <laughs> and i will be happy yes. Oh, yeah yes <laughs> i like this catered food the catered plan. food is good mine is like Okay, first of all, the whole writing with friends thing is one of my favorite things ever. Like anytime when I was in New York and my friend would, my critique partner would come out, that's what we would do. We would go to a cafe and that's what we would do. And I would write so much. I would be like 3,000 words in 30 minutes. Like, because I get so competitive. In oh 30 goodness. minutes? In 30 minutes. Wow. I know. I was like, I was... I write like 1,000 words in an yeah, hour. Me too. <laughs> I write so slow. I can't even like comprehend yeah. how fast your fingers must go. Like, right? Like, but my brain completely shuts down. Like, it shuts off and it's just, it's just like moving. And then I look up and it's like 2,000 words and it's been 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. You know, and all of it makes sense because I didn't have to think about it. That's my problem. It's like, I struggle with writing when I have to think about it, which sounds weird. I know, but I get too much into my head and then overthink everything. And then I'm just stuck. It sounds like, it sounds like you get into a flow state really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I had to train myself because I also work and all that other stuff. So um, I've trained myself to to do as much as I can. Doesn't always work. You guys know I complain about this a lot sometimes. But um, my perfect retreat would be in Ireland, like in a castle, surrounded by woods that I can like. Is there a beach and catered food? There's (laughs) central heating. (laughs) Central heating. (laughs) You can have heating. 
But Except Valia would want it to be cold. Oh, I would like want it to well, be cold. Well, the island the is cold. cold. That's yes. fine. So you just have like a yeah. warm place to retreat. To. But if we have like a fireplace and a bunch of yeah. blankets for everybody, yeah. we could just sit around, cu- like cuddled yeah. into the warmth, but like also just, yeah. And then like in the evenings, we can have like just fun times and we don't have to work, but like during the day we work and we walk around and we do whatever and it would be perfect. Explore and the castle. I want to. Yes, please. Now let's go. <laughs> We're ready. I'm pretty sure there are castles on the island that you can hire for these things. Just yes, saying. there are. I've Just looked. Saying. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we already know. Uh, yeah. We already know. I have like a list of okay. stuff. I'm like, okay, these places and these times would work. It's like every year I pick a time where I'm like, I can have a retreat in ireland at this time at this castle like i could <laughs> just hasn't happened yet okay it's fine one of these days well. all right i have some ending thoughts guys get ready for a rant all right this is it's not really a rant some words of wisdom for beginning okay. writers or, or you don't have to be a beginning writer either um anyway i just remember reading something I wish I knew who wrote it. I don't know that um, – I, I think it may have just been a Facebook post, you know? So it wasn't, like, necessarily some famous writer who wrote this thing. Um, maybe they're famous now. Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sorry if this is recognizable to you and you know who wrote it. Let us know. But I don't know who wrote this. But um, it basically was this thing that said in most uh, creative people – in their um, life as a creative person, I guess, uh, for artists or writers or whatever, you reach this point where you're, um, okay, I keep thinking, I keep seeing the word taste in my head, but it's not the word taste, like your taste in writing, but it's not, it's your ability to recognize like good writing as opposed to recognizing, you know, bad writing or whatever. you get that skill to be able to recognize the quality. That's the word I'm looking for, quality, okay, right? And um, you have that skill where you can recognize really good quality and appreciate it and love it, and you can also recognize quality that's not as good and be annoyed by it, whatever. But you don't necessarily have the skill to match the quality that you appreciate and that's a really frustrating stage to be in for creatives when Mm -hmm. you recognize what is good writing what is the quality that you enjoy and you also recognize that your writing is not that you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you realize that you do not have that skill yet um and I Saw, I saw this post kind of right when I was in that time myself where I recognized that my writing was not where I wanted it to be. And it just, the post was just really encouraging. It just said something like, that's good. That means you've gotten part of the way there. Mm-hmm. You can recognize good quality. And now you just have to practice. And so I just kept that in mind that it's like, okay, this is a skill just like any other. I can improve it the more I practice. And... um I, I mean, I don't know. It's pr- pretty biased of me to um, to judge my own writing, right? But I definitely think my skill has improved significantly from when I was in that moment. So if you're a beginning writer and you're feeling frustrated because you feel like 
your skill is not at the level of quality that you want it to be. Um, that's good. That means that you've learned to recognize good quality. And that means you also have the ability to improve your skill to that point. You just have to keep and going. And I think it also you so. have like you have the motivation to do that because I think that is a good place to be because you want to improve and you want to learn and you want to get better. I think the bad place to be is maybe if you think you're already there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, maybe you are, and that's and that's good. But you're I don't not. know. I feel like I'm telling you now. Maybe you are, but no, you're not. <laughs> it's, always like, it's always a scale, isn't there? Because I don't know. I've heard like so many kind of amazing authors say that they still feel like that some of the time. You know, they yeah. still feel like. I mean, I still feel like I can write a imposter better book syndrome, than my last right? book. and I think you maybe yeah. or can always feel like that. To a certain extent. I think good writers always feel like that, I think, because we don't want to yeah. stay like stagnant or in the same place. Like we want to tell better stories. We want to have be better Continually at it. Continually improve. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. agree with you that there is and that's like, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about seeing that kind of certain level of quality and yeah, knowing whether you've kind of hit a certain benchmark, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I have one last question. This one's super fast. So make it fast. No, it's okay. <laughs> we get into a 10-minute um, rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you currently working on? What are you currently writing? Joanna. Well, I just finished um, my third book in my Ravencourt series, and it's off with an editor. So it's not finished, finished, but it's just about finished. Um and I'm still writing my Vela, which I love yeah. so much. <laughs> nice. So I am, I am still writing Faye's Destiny, which is the first book in my Dark Elemental Court series. And I'm writing it very slowly, <laughs> as you probably <laughs> gathered. But you're writing it. That's all that matters. Trying. <laughs> you know. it might be the second hardest book I've ever had to write <laughs> oh. <laughs> but for good reason yeah exactly I'm working on uh, my the last book in my fate trilogy now so yay 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 <laughs> last book okay well I'm the only one no you're working on first book too I'm working on the first book in my next series flame and crystal thorns also, I'm working on a secret book that is a secret. Oh, so. oh you have some secret. <laughs> but I am very excited about Flame and Crystal Thorns. Can I ask about yeah. it? It's going to be so fun. Or is it too much it, of a yes, secret? You can ask. No, the the Flame and Crystal Thorns is, is not it, a secret. Is it book. in it's your um, Bitter Thorn world? Okay. Yes, it is the same world. It is, if you've read the series, yeah, this is, I I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but (laughs) it's the younger sister is the main character of this next series. Exciting. Which if you've read the series, my Fae of Bitterthorn series, you will already know that. It's pretty obvious. Um, It's going to be awesome. It is. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) 
volume knows apparently know. even though i haven't written I it yet know. so okay. it's impressive <laughs> i know i'm pretty magical anyway um <laughs> i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here and yeah no um yeah let us know if you guys have any other questions on our instagram at reading queens pod and we'll you know try to get to them and we'll do we'll do another writing episode with maybe more specific questions about something or just like one theme topic because i think this is just a fun conversation for us to have since you know it's our I guess bread and butter is that how we you could say that like talk it's like, for hours about it <laughs> it's our job yeah exactly we love it and sometimes but also most of the time um <laughs> anyway it's also very hard <laughs> it's also very hard <laughs> and we hate it but it's fine <laughs> no <laughs> yeah anyway it's all the emotions but yeah anyway before you guys go please give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform as well and leave us a star rating or a review and then tell your friends tell your family you guys are gonna see them for christmas everybody better be playing this podcast on loud (laughs) around the dinner table (laughs) i'm just kidding for everyone to hear (laughs) hello everyone who's we're all waiting to you Okay, I'm I'm done now. No. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.